I'm Alex. I'm Dan. I'm James. And I'm Josh. We're the Ragamuffins. And this is our recap of Takedown Festival 2023. So we were invited down to Portsmouth for Takedown Festival 2023, the, re- the long-awaited return. And we had a good time, didn't eight we? Eight years, eight long years, and the lineup was absolutely stacked. It was a really great blend of Takedown veterans of the past and... Uh, a shiny example of where the future of British heavy music is now. Um, so we, we were very excited heading off. And did we have fun? I think we had lots of fun, didn't Bang we? in time. It was yeah. nice because we had like a good group that came with us. Like go check out our vlog if you haven't seen it yet. Um, it was just a fantastic day out for everyone. A lot of us, we hadn't really done Portsmouth before as a gig. And just kind of going to another city, another venue. I think it's always a little bit exciting, isn't it? Just to go and do something a little bit different and... Everyone had just such a great time. Should we start with the first bands we saw? Yeah, we got down quite early, didn't we? We kind of gathered our bearings a bit. And then I think the first band that the three of us saw was Dendera. I believe that's what I think that's called. how it's pronounced. Yeah. You really liked them, <laughs> didn't you, Josh? I did. They gave me um, massive Kill Switch Engage vibes, which is uh, thoroughly welcomed for me and uh, my interests. And uh, I felt that sonically they sort of really did manage to capture sort of a, a wide range of, well, just sort of the, like the general metal spectrum, to be honest. They sort of had throwbacks to sort of your classic metal with some power bits, and, and but then it sort of really moved into some melodic metalcore. It really did actually have quite a quite a spectrum, and um, I was quite surprised. I, I thought that they were bigger than than that, but they're, they're, relatively, they're relatively a small band, and honestly, I, I think they're um, ones to watch. And um, no, I thoroughly did enjoy what I saw and heard. <laughs> I think part of like the festival's production kind of made them feel a bit bigger. Like I always like a lot of festivals recently have had kind of that big screen in the back where you can just change the band logos up and stuff rather than having sort of those massive flags that people change over. So I think that kind of maybe in this situation has made a smaller band feel a bit bigger, and which they, is and great they for them it, as well. To be fair. They were great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was great as well to see so many people down early, like right at the start for the first band on the main stage. They had quite a lot of support there, which was really, really nice to see. Yeah, it was it was actually really good because I think, because it's been so long since the last one, everyone was just eager for the return. So everyone was there like bright and early, loads of energy straight at the start of the day. And it set the tone for everything because sometimes you go to a festival and especially like a one day festival and the early part of the day is just a bit dead sometimes and people just aren't interested. They don't have the energy to move. Whereas like having that, band be the first band that we saw it really set the tone i think everyone was up for it and yeah it was a really really great start to the day so i think then you guys saw them the first band that i think i kind of caught up with you guys and saw was red method um i think visually straight away just encapsulated you're just drawn to the stage just watching them and they put on such a great performance great tunes as well and really kind of came away from that thinking fuck i need to check these guys out um really really thoroughly enjoyable and it goes to show i think as well like when you're turning up to these festivals and going there a bit early you're seeing bands you've never heard of before and these are bands you need to go and check out there's a whole point that the festival is going to be stacked with these kind of artists go and see those early artists because you're going to go and see people you've never heard of and there's going to be different genres different sounds but you're going to probably find something you're going to enjoy and i think that was them for me for me yeah that's one of my main takeaways from the whole day really with it being such a small site and with it all being packed in you could just wander around and see like a bit of if you really wanted to you could easily see a bit of every single set i think yeah yeah so it was good to like between 
bands when there was no one on that you wanted to see you could just go and see multiple of the stages and just see if there was something that that you liked i feel with red method as well they are sort of like the complete package that you'd want from a live sort of like metal experience and what i mean by that in the sense is is that visually they managed to sort of make um it visually appealing with their sort of whole stage get up and if you're not familiar definitely get on board um because it is is visually appealing they sound um literally as 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 uh, m- the musical talent goes you know I-, I would say and i feel like this isn't this is a large compliment i mean uh, essentially they uh, slipknot just like slipknot vibes to be honest not not like yeah. a dead rip off and i know some people might say well one of them literally has a slipknot like paul gray esque mask or whatever get over it get over it there's a lot of bands that have that now with those mm. visual gimmicks and it's yeah. easy to make those associations but then when you actually get beyond that and listen to the music you can see the differences between them because there's going to be those mass bands that don't hit it off and that people don't enjoy as much mm. but I, I agree with you completely I think musically sonically listening to them they had a complete different sound and something that was unique to them mm. and was very very enjoyable just like a big sound um, great um, aesthetics and then also just to wrap it all together just the sort of their performance sort of like um, caliber as performance yeah, yeah absolutely the, the stage swagger the confidence really sort of like ties it in and um, I'm an absolute sucker for a sub a sub drop as well so uh, yeah big thumbs up for them I do think after this it was a lot of like stage hopping and just, just trying to catch a bit of Fearless Vampire Killers. Yeah. We saw a bit of Royals on Exposed. one stage. We saw another band that I can't remember the name of on the Mosh City stage. And then Fearless Vampire Killers. Fearless Vampire Killers. So this was an interesting experience for me because uh, if you've seen this sort of uh, the vlog, um, I mentioned that they were the first band I ever saw live. And essentially, yes, I would say it sort of opened the whole rabbit hole up for me with alternative music. Um, but regarding the takedown performance... Um, I'd say maybe it, it it didn't. Let's just a little rusty. I mean, you saw the performance, Alex. What you know, as an as an outsider to like sort of FVK, what did you kind of think? Could you see the appeal? Could you kind of see? Um, well, first of all, I think Dan's right in the sense that there was maybe a bit of stage rust to to them, but also I do think they maybe are the sort of band that like if you got into them young, you were sort of hooked then. And for so for me, like watching it completely brand new to their sound and everything, I was a bit indifferent to it. Sure, there could be a kind of thing of as well being into them as a teenager and then that nostalgia, not seeing them for years, and then seeing them as a an adult man and yeah. being like, mm. maybe the nostalgia goggles started <laughs> to just slip. Essentially, and then also like bands are going to perform, and not every single performance is going to hit the mark. People have off days. That happens. That's normal. I mean, to be fair to them, their bassist was a stand-in, and uh, I think they had some severe technical issues uh, before starting. So, and that's going to possibly affect performance and that. So, like, it's not going to hit the mark every time. Um, and it did look like a lot of people still enjoyed it. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Next up, we mentioned to the uh, the outside stage, which I can't remember the sponsor of, but we saw a pop punk band called The Bottom Line. I thought they were quite fun. Yeah, like you could see them really trying to get the crowd interactive. Um, and you could see that crowd growing and growing as their set kind of went on. You could, I think, a lot of people were seeing the energy starting to come through. Like, I think I remember the vocalist at one point being like, I'm a 160 pound man, please catch me, I'm going to try and stage dive now. And there's just kind of a nice, fun 
kind of part to that. You could see them really enjoying it uh, and having a great time up on stage and, and everyone kind of vibing with that completely. And like I hadn't heard of them before and there were quite a few of us that went over to watch them and just could stand by, have a bit of a bite to eat, I think, as it's getting on later on the day and just enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I had a cider in hand, the sun was out, all my friends were around me listening to some good pop punk. That's what a festival's about. What more do you need in life? I also, I find it really heartwarming when a band that's like either an opener at a gig or like lower down at a festival, when a band like that is able to um, get a crowd to like catch them for a stage dive or, yeah. or get the crowd participating. Yeah. Like, I feel like, like you say, it's like it's really refreshing when basically you see, you know, the whole band basically giving it their all and, and genuinely you can see that they're having a good time, enjoying the craft, enjoying the performance themselves that they put on. And and therefore, you know, and the audience reciprocates. It's just like, um, it's yeah, it's just a circle of just positivity and it's really like quite nice to see. So we were lucky enough to be able to spend some time in the VIP section, which is like a ticket add-on that was optional. Um, what did we think of the experience? What did we get out of it? It was nice because it had its own little stage. Um, a few like kind of acoustic acts throughout the day were scattered amongst it. Yeah, I think we and saw uh, Dave McPherson from In Me. We yep. saw Skin Dread. Yeah, uh, there's a bunch of other bands doing stuff on there as well. I think it was just like a really nice, nice different thing. We've not been to festivals that have kind of put something on like that mm. before. It was like a little lounge area as well. There was like sofas and stuff in front of the like acoustic stage. And it was quite cozy. I mean, a lot of the times you see like VIP options and upgrades for things, and you, for me at least, it never enters my mind. I just don't even think about it because I know. As a regular punter, I'm going to have a good time anyway. But being able to experience it on this one, like it's something I would actually consider in the future. I think it was like worthwhile um, for, for quite a few reasons, mostly because of the VIP seating. Like being able to go up onto the balcony and watch any main stage band at any point was a blessing. And the view, like if you've seen the vlog, the views that we were able to get up there were worth it alone. And then you bump yeah. on top of that, like all of these acoustic sets, being able to have your own VIP bar that you don't have to queue up ages for. like All of those little things make although, the day just Although I will bit. say the cider was nicer from the, the regular bar than the uh, the VIP bar. So Ooh. next time, take down in the Guild Hall. We'll get that cider up there as well, please. So then we all went downstairs, I think, to watch a bit of Our Hollow, Our Home. So it is probably worth mentioning it was their first show back with a kind of like a new lineup to launch that, wasn't it? So. Yeah, I think it's just the guitarist that remained after a whole lineup change. So again, there's going to be like issues with that sometimes being a first performance. But I think from what I've heard, the rest of the set after we kind of went off to go and see some other bands, it did get better. Um, but it was kind of just a shame to see that at that moment. Yeah, I guess they just had a difficult combination of a uh, new lineup playing together for the first time, yeah. a bunch, whole bunch of technical difficulties, which I sympathise with them with because there was a few people slating them for using a backing track for vocals, but a lot more bands than people realise actually do that. Yeah. It's it, quite a normal thing to do just to reinforce the vocals. Yeah, and it's... It's just a shame that they happen to be caught out on it. It is, and like being, without lack of a better word, exposed a little bit for that, you mm. kind of get a lot of people who will kind of turn their nose up at it. But again, they, they kind of soldiered through from what I've heard. The rest of the performance, like I said, sounded like it got better. And so hopefully moving forward, they can kind of sort out issues with that. But yeah, they'll bounce back. I think after that, we went and saw Palm Reader, I believe. One of the best sets of the day, I think. Yeah, I think obviously it'd be easy for me to say that Sleep Token were the best set of the day. I mean, but um, I was actually really, really impressed by Palm Reader. 
I mean, this like, been the second time for me seeing them after Trees last year, and that was a fantastic experience. Just walking into the Forest Stage first of all, and that was really cool. But I think on that first day, they just blew it out the water and were really the standout band for me. So even kind of just on the back of seeing them once, seeing them on this lineup immediately, I was jumping at the chance to see them again, and they killed it. And a lot of our friends, I think, hadn't really heard of them necessarily mm. before, but came away from that performance really enjoying it and then understanding why I'd kind of hyped them up so much to them. And I think that's just a testament to not just their musically, but their stage performance, how much energy they brought. They packed that room out as well. And it was fantastic. Yeah, and it w there was a lot of energy down there as well. The pits were, were going crazy. Loads of people singing the lyrics and so much, so much finger pointing. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, you love to say it. Yeah. Yeah, they were phenomenal. Um, in retrospect, like I enjoyed that we watched them from the balcony, but yeah, I think I would have enjoyed it nah, more I was, in I the was pit. Down yeah, there. That's, I, it I was think, so good. I think, but it's. Uh, I remember I finished their set finished, and I like came running up the stairs to see you guys and be like, oh, "Did you like it? Was it good? Did you enjoy it?" It's um, it's definitely made me fall back in love with their latest album, Sleepless, um, which was released the, bloody ages ago. So they're, I like they're some due new, music, a new album, I think. Um, but, Come on, yeah, Palm Reader. I would love to see them again. Do but. it. <laughs> so after that, it was time for Ithaca, I believe. So with Ithaca's setup, you could kind of see that there was sort of maybe some miscommunication between the sound tech and themselves as a band. And uh, bless them, to be honest, because I believe the guitarist literally said just before they started playing, uh, or with the first song in or something, someone heckled like, we can't hear you. And the guitarist said just calmly into the mic, um, I can't really hear anything right now. So. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and uh, But all all through that, just sort of pushing through that, they sounded phenomenal and were definitely one of my sort of favorite bands of the weekend. Um, sort of, they put on this sort of this like energetic, sort of like controlled chaos is what yeah, I'd call that's, it. That's yeah. a good phrase for it. And, and but the thing is, I, I, I sort of like thrive in that realm, to be honest. And I feel like they're a band that sort of, I was like, I need, I do like these, but I need to sort of revisit after seeing them live. I want to, I want to go back to their album, stuff like that. That's weird because um, the vocalist is sort of vocal delivery. I feel like something just clicked and literally I, I found that um, I could kind of make out sort of like every, every word when normally when you sort of listen to sort of like a harsh vocalist, uh, you can kind of struggle and it takes a bit, but it's something literally clicked and like every single thing I was like, all oh, right. Poisoned your birthday cake. Oh, I was like, all right, that's kooky. I didn't notice that before. Um, and no, I think it's really fun, really different, and um, definitely the best sort of like angry sort of like riff faces that we saw yeah, all day. I, I, think I think they made a bit of a point of that, but still. Yeah. <laughs> I think you mentioned the energy as, as being a thing there, and I think that was my key takeaway from Ithaca's set was they were all like throwing themselves around the stage, mm -hmm. pulling like gurney riff faces all the time. A gurn, that was like, the word, yeah. And like, picking out people in the crowd and like making eye contact with them while they did it as well. I thought it was just really, really cool. And like having that connection between the crowd and, and the band was awesome. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. You felt very connected to their performance. You didn't yeah. just feel like an observer. You, even if you weren't moshing, you felt like you were still participating in what was going on in that room. And it was nice. For, that, that's one thing I really liked about um, seeing them in a room of that size. It was just, it felt so like rough and ready like old hardcore style it was really all cool. it needed all it needed was a few people to fly more, off the stage, stage though, yeah that's what it needed that's and exactly it what i was thinking <laughs> and that stage was packed as well yeah there was, i don't think there was any room for anyone else to get in so they pulled a big crowd 
that was one thing like throughout earlier parts of the day i was trying to see a couple of bands on those two smaller stages which were mosh city and down for life i think they might have been called i can't remember but there were a lot of the times once the set had started you weren't getting in the room which um obviously is amazing for the bands but like i guess for the festival goer if you're watching a band at main stage and then you want to go and check something else out sometimes it just wasn't possible yeah um, i know what you mean but you know it's just one of those things isn't it did we miss anybody was there anybody that you were burning to see and actually at, at, at takedown we we missed or did we i would have liked to have caught skin dread i think they're as in their, their mm. full set um but i guess it's probably a, a security or safety issue that Curfew. they have to be clashing oh, okay yeah because obviously, oh, obviously the room was full for Sleep Tokens. They couldn't have had of course. everyone from Skin Dreads like, rushing over to see Sleep Token yeah, afterwards. No, or that makes sense. I, I would also say as well, though, I think the um, the Venn diagram of Sleep Token fans and Skin Dread fans, I don't think crosses over all that much anyway. Oh, for anyway. sure, yeah. So I think it is good booking. I, for us, I know that we were all a bit like, oh, that's a shame because we want to see both. But actually, I think quite often when you're at a festival you do want an alternative option to if you're not that fussed on the headliner yeah agreed and i think skin dread was about as perfect a booking as you could get um as someone that could compare and give an alternative to sleep token so yeah so after ithaca we made our way back to main stage where we stayed for the last two acts there we watched loathe first of all which for me was my highlight of the whole day they always sound great but they just sounded phenomenal with this one. Something like, there, it there was, was something, perfect. Yeah, something different that... They must have done something differently to the other times we've seen them because it just sounded so like clear. Everything was crystal clear. The guitars, the drums, the bass, everything was just coming through perfectly. I think they've been like pretty relentless in their touring of America like mm-hmm. in recent times, and I think they've just been able to completely hone in their, like, their live show. It's just perfected i think now and then you combine that with the fact that the crowd was just absolutely white hot for them and um no pun intended (laughs) um but yeah their set was flawless i think no two-way mirror though which is a shame but you know i know but it felt like i remember like speaking to you afterwards alex and we were a bit like okay i felt like there were some songs they missed off which was a shame but again seeing them late this year so that'll be exciting working on new music that's exciting but yeah, I think the energy in that room, we had like our friend Tyler come away from it, who like in the weeks leading up to it, I was like, listen to Loathe, listen to Loathe. And he's come away from it and he just can't stop listening to them. I think they they had such a great performance there. Kadeem sounded incredible live in particular. And it felt like everything was just completely dialed in. And I think they just nailed it. To quote Tyler, he ran up to me so excited, like a little sort of kid trying to show like his macaroni painting that he did at school. Just like, that's my whole personality now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, mate, I'm really happy for you. <laughs> like, yeah. like genuinely, like it was really sort of nice to see, you know, well, anybody, I guess, just sort of like expressing just sort of a new uh, love for an act they've literally just seen and say, oh, you know, I'm going to check them out. And I'm going like, the merch is pretty tasty too. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Just like, All energy is yeah, take my just, money. Yeah, it's just, like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really nice to see. And uh, that's, I guess, going back to what you were saying earlier, James, like that's the beauty of festivals and and things like, oh, there's there's nothing more satisfying than sort of just like, you know, walking to the room, oh, I'll give these a try. And then finding your new favorite band, you're like, yeah. 
It's a great feeling. That's why we do it. Especially yeah. when you drag like drag one of your mates to a... Oh, they're oh, a bit unsure. That's what I was going to say. Or want to get a kebab. Yeah. It's like, nah, trust me. That's the other side of things as well. When you recommend a band to someone and you see them really enjoy it, you're like, yeah. yeah. So we finished the load set and it was time for Sleep Token. Now, I think we've got to address... It wasn't time for Sleep Token just yet. Because they were delayed. <laughs> That's the thing. We've got, we've got to address this. This guy. <laughs> like there was, I think, about a 20 minute delay. And you could see them running around on stage frantically trying to sort out the sound issues. I, I was really worried at some I was, a few I, points. I was like, oh, 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 this might not go ahead. There was, there was a, I could hear people behind me wondering if they should go across to Skin Dread because they want to try and catch some of that as well. But I think once that delay was sorted out, they nailed it. With the time that they had left, uh, again, there were songs that we felt I think had been cut out. But again, they put on a great performance mm. and... I think closed the day off amazingly. Yeah, they pretty much made us forget about the delay. They made us forget that it even happened. And I think every, everyone in that room just seemed to be completely captivated by what was going on on the stage and like in the moment kind of thing. I tell you what, um, it's interesting actually because of course we'll, we'll never have an answer to this and this is like kooky stuff. But, um, you know, when you, when you wait for something you've waited all day for maybe weeks months years whatever to see a band and then they're sort of on late and there's sort of rumblings that they might not even come on for them to come on and and play when you think they may not and then of course do you think you're going to go just that extra little bit sort of like feral to them and uh yeah the energy was electric i'd say and i do think and i'm putting this out there now sleep token will be playing arenas I don't know, within the next like year and a half, two years, I think. And then I reckon whether you like it or not, uh, download Headliner in One probably day. within... Five? Ten years? Ten, yeah. And yeah. I'm putting that out there. Come at me. No, I, <laughs> I, I don't think that's too... Come at us. A possibility. But yeah, to bring this back to Takedown Festival, um, like we've seen Sleep Token several times now. Um so I decided to kind of set up on the VIP balcony, which again, you, you can get access to if you, you pay the extra on the, the ticket add-on. And my main takeaway from the set was being able to see what's going on the stage and being able to see and hear what's going on in the crowd as well. Because some of the sing-along moments, like in the summoning at the end, just the crowd was so loud. You could see all the hands up, finger pointing and singing along. Um, so when you're like down there in the crowd, you don't always have a full perception of what's actually going on and like the whole unity of it all um but from watching it up from the top that was really really cool we need to mention as well that drum solo incredible again we've seen them a few times and like myself i've seen them twice this year so i've seen that pretty similar set list of playing chokehold the summoning granite in there somewhere as well but that was new that that drum solo i've not seen them do before and it was it, there was moments where i was like Holy shit! How is he doing like, that? What the fuck is going yeah. on? Yeah, you can if you listen closely in the vlog, you can just about hear me going like "fucking hell" or something <laughs> along those lines. It was fantastic to hear, and it was un obviously unexpected because haven't been doing that recently. But absolutely blew me away. I was like, it's like he's an octopus. It's like it's, it's just mad. got in, well, an infinite number of arms, eight arms for an <laughs> octopus. <laughs> but like, I think part of it, like with them in particular, the way he tunes his drums and his use of the splash symbols in between that, the way he creates and as part of the drum performance is very unique to them so like hearing that snare drum in particular i think it's so distinctive to sleep token and 
again, a lot of the musicality is, but for him in that drum performance with that solo was absolutely incredible. Um, and I think it makes it very interesting when even like the average listener who maybe isn't as musically kind of in touch with some of what's happening can be blown away by something like that. Um, it just puts in perspective the level of talent you've got there. Of course, it's a long day at Takedown Festival, any festival it is, so you've got to have some food at some point to keep you going. Yep, they had a whole lovely, nice outside area where you could go and grab a bite to eat. There was uh, some lovely vegan stuff that... Yeah, um, I think takes your fancy. I think it was like literally vegan and gluten-free, if that's uh, your bag and stuff. So I think they've really had sort of taken the time to cater to uh, everybody's dietary requirements, which is always welcomed. So I think... All in all, we had an absolutely wonderful time at Takedown Festival, our first time going to it. We're very much looking forward to it because it's coming back next year, four two days, April 13th Woo! and April 14th at Portsmouth Guildhall. I think we're looking to go back next year and have a wonderful time once again. 100%. Most definitely. So stay very tuned. Early bird tickets are now, so go to the website, go and buy those. And who knows, maybe we'll see you there next year. Who's going to headline though? Ooh. Put, put it in the comments, maybe. Who would you like to see headline? I'm going to put one out there. Go for it. Two days. Don't think they've headlined it, but I know they've done it before. Bury tomorrow. That's quite yeah, a good that's shout. A good that's shout. a good shout. I like yeah. that. Because I know that uh, from looking back at some of the previous years, you've kind of got some of that British metalcore of Architects while she sleeps. I'm pretty sure Bury tomorrow have played there before. And I feel like after the Seventh Sun coming out recently, being the co, co- like main support on the... Ali Pali run and well the While She Sleeps run that they've got later this year I think they could be a shoo-in for it and I think at least for one of the days again if we're celebrating a little bit of British music here they could be a shoo-in you all seem stuck on some it's a weird it's a weird size size festival isn't it to predict a headliner for because Neck Deep are probably a bit too big if they were to do I could could see that I could see them do it Mm. 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 that's a good there we go then Two days next year, a pop punk day and a metal day. Neck deep. And buried tomorrow. There we go. I'll be very happy with that. Um, Thanks once again to the the Takedown team for inviting us down. We had a really, really nice time. um, And we hope you like the vlog that we put out. Which you can go and see now if you haven't. Right now. Go watch. It's up there. One of these corners. There. Up there somewhere. Click on Josh's face. (laughs) 